0: Testing testing one two one two this is the Let's Do Sports Top 5 Roundup with your host J J Rivera. Uh it's been a good week in the world of sports. I feel like we've had a lot more stories. I know the NBA season is uh well the NBA is in preseason, but the NBA is starting to warm- heat up now. We're trying to get more and more of that. So I'm, I'm interesting to see where that's going to go. But right now, we all know that the main sport that everyone is talking about is the sport of good old American football. And we'll start with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys severely underperformed against the 49ers it was not even a close game it was a terrible game from the Cowboys and it was what you have come to expect from the 49ers they have a good um, they have a good idea they have a good identity they know everyone knows what role they're going to be playing so I don't really think there's much to talk about from them because I think so far into the season they are undefeated and have proven to be one of the or actually the best team in the n f l their only uh struggle will be if they can pull it off in the Super Bowl, but as for right now we're gonna get more on the cowboys and that Prescott's play has just plummeted um it's I don't know what what is up I don't know exactly if he's going he's still going through something I know he was going through a bit of a uh, personal issues uh a, sem- a semester uh a year or two ago a season or two ago I don't know if he's still feeling the effects of that and he got injured like last season so I don't know if that's still a thing if, if he's still dealing with that but realistically this This guy, he's struggling. He's struggling. And I don't get the Dak hate. I'm not a Dak hater. I honestly think he gets overhated. I don't know why. I have friends that are Cowboys fans, and and they don't really tell me a good reason why. Uh, They still claim that Tony Romo was a better QB, but Tony Romo has averaged more seasons with picks than uh, Dak Prescott has in his career, but I digress. At the end of the day... This is uh this is not a good look for the cowboys. They should be a contender. That that's the one thing that people are not understanding that the Cowboys should be a contender. Let's put their record in perspective. Right now the Cowboys I think are at three and two. There are that that is their That is their record. Three and two. Let me And let me set up the scene. The Houston Texans, who are rebuilding, who know that they are not in contention for any championships or anything like that. They are only two and three. There's an issue there. If you are a Super Bowl contender, you should not be close to the record of a rebuilding team. Texans still have a draft or two and a free agent signing to even get into playoff contention let alone a super bowl so for these guys to be super bowl contenders i laugh at that i really do like ha 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 ha, ha. like realistically i just don't i don't I, there's the thing about the cowboys right and i used to say this about the browns the cowboys will always find a way to mess it up and for a while i also believe that but i used to say this i used to say The Cleveland Browns are going to brown it up. That's what I used to say. I used to tell that to all my friends. They're always going to brown it up. And right now, the Cowboys are a low cow. Everyone milks them for laughs because at the end of the day, it's funny. You're supposed to be the biggest team in the world, like actually in the world, bigger than some of soccer's teams and things like that, bigger than like FC Barcelona, Real Madrid, bigger than those teams. You're supposed to be the team of the world. And guess what? you're just average every season that you're supposed to do something you just end up being average i don't think it's Dak's fault per se like i don't think he's the sole reason um but realistically yeah he has played bad he has played pretty bad and that team has receivers and he's just not finding them so it's up to him to fix it i also don't think it helps that mike mccarthy is there I just not that I don't think he's good per se. I just don't find him. I just don't I don't see him as like I don't know. I just I just don't think he's he's one of those offensive gurus. I think their roster is good. I think they're either missing their QB. They're missing a good QB or they are missing a good head coach. Not that he's bad. I just don't think he's super bowl caliber caliber, but you never know, uh, but like I said, Dak Prescott three INTs in the last game. He needs to fix that, <laughs> and that's just the that's just a way to say it easily. He he needs to. I think he needs to look in the mirror and really see if if he's really trying to you know stick around. Because I I do think they're gonna try to shop him. I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the season. Or at least by the off season that that gets traded or cut, and we have Trey Lance as their starter because Trey Lance is on the bench waiting for his opportunity. Now we go to just a short and quick, uh, ALCS NLCS preview. Right, the matchups are the Houston Astros, my Houston Astros, against the dallas rangers or the texas rangers but we know we know they're the dallas rangers if we're being honest and then in the nlcs is the diamondbacks against the phillies the astros beat uh the twins to get to the alcs they had a buy in the first round because they were the best team in the american and the rangers beat the rays and the orioles to get themselves in a position to be in the ALCS right now I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers get a I would not be surprised if the Rangers get a game or two it's just not shocking because they are the momentum the momentum is in is on their side they have won two good series they have they swept one I think they swept Both series they have the momentum on their side, their pitching is great, but I also believe that the Astros have the experience, they've been here, they've done that, they've been to the the World Series, I think, since 2017, I think the Astros have been to the World Series, I think, maybe something along, like the last, if we're talking 2017, that's about six years from now, they've only missed the World Series twice. And I just don't think their run is done. I think they have another ring in them. And I truly believe that the the series will end 4-2 Astros. I think in the NLCS, I think the Diamondbacks, who were able to beat the Dodgers and the Brewers, and then the Phillies who beat the Marlins and the Braves, I just felt like the Diamondbacks just showed a little bit more dominance. But I did like the Phillies' uh, series against the Braves. I think that they played a great game. Uh, great games against the Braves so it's really a toss-up but I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks I do believe the Diamondbacks have the edge in the pitching room and just a little bit of the edge on the outfield but it can go either way I wouldn't be surprised if I end up eating my words and that the Phillies win it in about seven but if the Diamondbacks win I think it'll be five or six games so that that's that's the little MLB uh championship series previews right there. And then now we move on to I don't think I've covered it too much. I've covered a few previews, but I haven't really covered up uh, covered uh, a lot of these fi- a lot of these uh topics and I think I covered up a result too. But we move on to the use the UFC and USADA breakup or the ufc and usada split for those who don't know usada is the dope the i would say the testing agency for the ufc so they test the fighters if they they test them for um you know things like steroids anabolics things like that to check if they're in their system obviously if they pop or uh are hot on something they will be pulled out of their fight and be suspended now i will say usada has been way more lenient than i am comfortable with i i did i do not like usada's uh how lenient they have become and my guess is the ufc was probably in their ear um saying something along the lines of we won't work with you if you if you stay as strict because if you remember now i don't remember exactly when they were implemented i think it was twenty. 15 or 16, USADA was implemented and fights were getting cam- cancelled left and right. Main event fights were getting cancelled left and right. And I feel like in the last, I think the last big suspension from USADA was John Jones when he tested positive for, uh, I think it was just straight up anabolics or something along those lines uh, for uh, to fight against Daniel Cormier. And then I think their biggest one after that was, again, John Jones for what came the famous term. Picograms. That's what they call them. I'm guessing picograms of some sort of uh, steroid, some sort of uh, enhancer. Uh, and but after that actually that's a funny story they moved the whole event i think either out of california to las vegas or something along those lines or maybe to las vegas i mean maybe to california but um yeah that it's it's crazy how how much leniency they've given now to back then where i i supported i supported how how hard it was not nah, i did feel bad when some fighters would get uh positive test and it was something that they were prescribed by a doctor, but I also feel like most of those dudes, like most of those fighters should know that like, okay, if I'm going pres- to prescribe something, it remi- like it reminds me about the Paul Pogba situation I spoke about a few podcasts ago, where it's like, these guys should now know that like, if you get prescribed something from a doctor, or you take something that you're not sure about, go talk to an official go message someone Dana White is very open to his fighters he he's not like a closed door kind of guy so i just feel like it's it's more just like your ignorance shouldn't be the reason why you're not um suspended but let me just not get into all of that the the main story about Usada so Usada has stated and they have i think they've backtracked a little bit now but they basically made it a point to say Conor McGregor one of MMA or the UFC's just biggest stars. Uh, The UFC wanted him to return sooner, but the issue is to fight in the UFC, you need to be in the USADA testing pool for six months prior, I think, before you can, you need to submit two clean tests and be in the pool for six months. I think that's, so you need to do random tests for a period of six months. And in those six months, you need two consecutive clean test i think it's some it's along those lines and conor mcgregor has basically in every other word but admitting that he has used uh, either some enhancers or some uh anabolics or something along those lines to help him recover because his last fight against uh daniel poirier he did break i think his ankle or his shin something something in in that range He did break. And so, you know, he says that he needed to. There's another fighter called Chris Weidman who, in a fight, he broke his complete leg. I think it was his shin and shin or tibia, something along those lines. And he took years, years to get back on track. And so I think he just had a fight recently, a few weeks ago, and he lost bad, but he did not use anabolics. He did not use uh, any enhancers and it, he hasn't been in the thing in the ring for in the cage for like a year and some change or like two years and some change along those lines so i just can't imagine that they just let connor you know i just i just don't see how connor just is allowed to do that other than because he's the biggest star and that's my biggest issue with it but I don't know. I just, it, 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 not that it confuses me. It's just, it, 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 I don't, I don't like, it doesn't sit right with me that this whole program and the UFC, they're all gonna be, it's gonna be gone. It's gonna be gone just because, uh, you know, it's gonna be gone just because, I'm sorry for losing of thought, but it's going to be gone just because they can't have their biggest star, their biggest toy to play around with. That's, that's why this, this whole thing is going to be gone, which is quite honestly a load of, a load of it, but it is what it is. I know business runs on business morals, but I, I just can't believe that that, that's, that is the, Conor McGregor is the reason why that this, uh, cause it, it, it seems like it. It seems like it. The only other testing agency I know is, <laughs> not that i'm just like an expert of it but the only other testing agency i know is VADA, the voluntary anti-doping agency um but those are like voluntary so i don't know if they would make them not voluntary like every fighter has to submit either way they're gonna be able to um what's it called fighters are gonna be able to find ways around it i think they've been finding ways around it if i'm being honest uh I think I think I'm talking about John talking about John Jones I think John Jones had said something that he survived Usada or something like that and I like John Jones I do believe John Jones is if not the best he is one of the best MMA UFC fighters ever to just ever fight um but come on man like you didn't survive anything you 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 got caught using anabolics and for one reason or the I don't think he needed them I don't think, I don't think if he did, if he didn't use the anabolics or the enhancers, I didn't think he would have like lost more fights or anything like that. I think he had the skills to win. I think it was more of a mental thing. I think he was trying to give himself out. Like if he lost, he'll get caught. And then it was more like, Oh, I didn't go into it confidently or something along those lines, but I digress. Hopefully there is some replacement agency to do the testing because I am not for no testing in a a fighting a fighting environment if you get what i'm saying and now we go to something that's going to be argued a little bit if it's a sport or not i do believe it's a sport i think these guys are athletes i think they work hard i think they take some of the biggest bumps some of the biggest hits some of the biggest just actions to be done in any type of sport or performance that is professional wrestling Last Tuesday, there was a thing that a lot of fans dubbed the Tuesday Night War, which was basically a, uh, I guess a a new redux of the Monday Night Wars where WCW Nitro, uh, ran the exact time, the exact time slot against, uh, WWE Monday Night Raw. And so we had the Tuesday Night War, which was the new not not new new but it's a relatively new company who they've only been alive i think for four years now aew all elite all elite wrestling and uh, with their show tuesday night dynamite and wwe ran nxt which is their developmental brand a brand where you're not going to see the same old names but you will see newer talent uh, I guess work their chops. Hopefully they get to a show like Monday Night Raw or I like their Friday show, Friday Night Smackdown. Um, so WWE NXT was on the USA network, which is, I think, uh, network in the, uh, what is it? In the NBC family. I think in the NBC Universal family. And AEW was on TBS, which is obviously in the Time Warner um family, so uh that's that. And it went down that WWE NXT did nine hundred twenty-one thousand viewers to AEW's six hundred and nine hundred thousand viewers. And that's what I meant, 921.100,000 (laughs) years. That's what I meant to say for WWE. In the very important 18 to 49 demo for anything, 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 any show, anything along those lines, the 18 to 49 demo is probably the most esteemed, important demo you need to, to tell a TV company that, hey, hey, this is important. Like, this is a show that people want to watch. The 18 to 49 demo. Uh, WWE NXT got a, a 0.03 on the 18 to 49. AEW got a point two six, which is down, I think, 7% from last, 7 points from last week. Uh, the, the WWE NXT show did have, uh, I think some similar names, if I'll name them out. They had, they had John Cena on, The Undertaker. They had some, uh, current stars, uh, Becky Lynch, I think Cody Rhodes. Uh they had some some great things. Uh AEW did have the debut of former WWE superstar Edge or Adam Copeland and they also had a championship match containing the wrestlers Orange Cassidy and Ray Phoenix. Um both shows were great and I like to say that if AEW doesn't exist we don't get great episodes of nxt or any type of uh, wwe program like that so i love that nxt i mean i love that AEW is alive and well i don't think this means that they're gonna go anywhere but i do believe that this kind of shows wwe are still kings wwe are still kings especially when they when they when they set out to do something in the professional wrestling world they are going to accomplish it they are the biggest brand of sports entertainment or pro wrestling in the world and i just don't think any other company will come close in my lifetime but like i said both companies performed well put on some great shows put on some great professional wrestling if you don't like professional wrestling i truly believe you should watch it i think it gives you it gives you the excitement of a sport with like the storylines of like a good drama tv show or a good tv show it's just up to you to really be open to certain things and like i said both companies they're gonna be alive and well and i think both companies will put on some more great shows like that and hopefully as a wrestling fan i get some good wrestling to watch the last story and then we'll do a few honorable mentions right quick. But the last story is the Red River rivalry in college football. I know, shocking. I'm not talking about uh Deion Sanders for the first time and since like the beginning of this podcast. Shout out to Deion Sanders though. They beat Arizona by a field goal, but they still got the win, so they move on to I think four and two on the season. But that's not the story we're talking about. The Red River rivalry. The rivalry stands at 63 51 50 63 wins. I butchered that completely 63 wins for the burnt orange school in austin to 51 wins to oklahoma and i think five draws or no contest texas in the last 12 uh red river rivalry games this is also including i think a championship game i want to say in 2018 in the big 12 championship game don't quote me on that but i do think it it is that i'm i do think i'm that, that is a true thing. Uh, in the last twelve games of the Red River Rival, Red Wow, what a tongue Wow, what a tongue twister. Okay, the last twelve games of the Red River Rivalry uh, have gone in the favor of Oklahoma as they have won eight and have only lost four to the burnt orange school in austin for those of you who don't know why i'm saying that i am a texas a&m student and i'm like not a two percenter but like i'm very cre- like corny when it comes to that stuff like i will i will s- when i see someone talk about the burnt orange school in austin um texas texas was in the lead oops i said it right there uh they the. the Tu was in the lead. Now nah, let me let me stop playing. Texas were was in the lead uh, in the I think the last minute of the game or the last two minutes of the game. Uh, I think that had to do a lot with they were really good on fourth down. I think there were three or four. Yeah, they were three or four on fourth down, and I think Oklahoma had only gone for one fourth down and did not get it. Um Dylan Gabriel I think played very well that is the Oklahoma's quarterback he played very well in the last minute he put the team on his back I think he made a run he made a few throws and he was able to get the final touchdown pass with lots of pressure he had lots of pressure on him they ran down the field they got down the field I think to the 10 or the 20 and with that much pressure on him he was able to throw it to Nick Anderson and Nick Anderson caught the the football and that was the end of the game. That w- it wasn't a walk off. There was a few seconds left. But that there was not enough time for T U to respond. Sadly, I wish it went to overtime. Selfishly, I wish it went to overtime. Because the game was good. The game game was really, really good, really entertaining. But it just wasn't what it had to be for TU. I think they um are a bit disappointed. I think they had uh quint like Quinn Ewers played a good game. I think Quinn Ewers is going to not love that, you know, his work kind of will go missing because they lost. But I do hope that all these players, uh, especially all these college players, uh, get, get some love. Get some love because that was a great game of football. And I hope uh, all these players, you know, can can go back and talk about a game like this. Because this, this is probably the best Red River rivalry game in like a, a quite a while and then i also think this is well two years ago but last year was a bit of a down this is back to an up but i think this was one of the best college football games this season so great for uh oklahoma their season continues with with an up texas will go down in the rankings as they lost one but i don't think their season is lost just yet i will say shout out to uh my University of Houston Cougars before I got to uh Texas A&M University I did two semester two seas two seasons two years at the University of Houston and the University of Houston beat uh West Virginia uh yesterday night actually with a walk-off touchdown great performance from University of Houston I think now they are the first the first and only Big 12 team that has been in an established Big 12 team, so the new class of Big 12 teams are the University of Houston, BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF, and the University of Houston has been the only team out of those four that has been able to be a team that was already in the Big 12 before they had came in, so great for that program, I hope they can get to a bowl game, they lost the Rice game, which I thought was just an embarrassment for the University of Houston, but. This is something to build off of. So shout out to them. I will also say I hate, I, I, I repeat that I hate Alabama for beating my Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, I think the Texas A&M Aggies let it go. They let it get away from them. They were up by seven at the half and they just let stuff happen. And that's the worst thing you can do with a Nick Saban left team. I'm not going to get too, in- too deep into it. These are more just shout outs and, uh, honorable mentions. For some stories that I wanted to talk about, but I think that that game broke my heart a little bit as a Tech A&M Aggie, but I think we're done. I think, I think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll that's a good, that's a good stopping point. So I want to say thank you for listening because uh, sometimes I yap, sometimes I yap and hopefully the, the little yap sep- session I just had uh, was fun enough for you to listen to and and want to hear more. I hope, hopefully, I was a part of your morning. Hopefully, I was a decent part of your day, and hopefully, I got you thinking a little bit about this uh, college football stuff and this sports stuff in general. And that's it. That this has been the Let's Do Sports Top Five Roundup. I am your host, JJ Rivera. I will see you guys later.